This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, September 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Sequestration bill is back. Bonnie, USDA needs more drought tools. Farm income picture mixed. Legislature passes surprise carbon sequestration bill. Before wrapping up the legislative session late Wednesday night, lawmakers gave the green light to a revised measure to advance aggressive goals for carbon sequestration on natural and working lands. Assemblymember Christina Garcia of Bell Gardens introduced the legislation just three days before the end of the session. Her previous attempt died in an appropriations committee earlier in the month. Rather than prescribe specific goals like her last bill, AB 1757, would ask the Natural Resources Agency setting sequestration targets for 2030, 2038, and 2045. The bill falls in line with a suit of climate policies Governor Newsom proposed at the 11th hour and supports his priorities for carbon neutrality and nature-based solutions. Moderate Democrats held off from voting while Republicans opposed the measure. Keep in mind, lawmakers passed a separate bill that sets a statewide goal for reaching carbon neutrality by 2045, another Newsom request. But a measure to set a more aggressive target for reducing greenhouse gas emissions fell just four votes shy of passing. The California Chamber of Commerce drew a sigh of relief after the defeat of the job killer bill. President and CEO Jennifer Berea said it would have been detrimental to our economy and lead to excessive costs on residents and businesses. Bonnie, we've got a real challenge with drought. USDA Undersecretary Robert Bonney, who oversees farm production and conservation, toured a Yolo County Wildlife Reserve and nearby rice farm yesterday. Biologists showcased innovative partnerships with agriculture that are benefiting salmon and waterfowl populations but now stand vulnerable to drought. Bonnie told AgriPulse he wants to learn more about what USDA can do to help farms and conservation programs survive. I'm not sure we have all the tools in the toolbox we need to be able to work with producers to help them through difficult situations, he said. There's a conversation going with the Farm Bill about exactly these types of questions. With climate change leading to more prolonged droughts, Bonnie called for long-term investments in water efficiency to stretch resources further. USDA could play a supportive role with producers who transition from irrigated systems to dryland farming or adopt other practices that conserve water, he explained. Pompeo, get tougher on China. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the United States isn't being tough enough when it comes to China. While President Joe Biden has maintained the Trump administration's tariff on China, Pompeo says more has to be done to curb China's unfair trade practices and theft of intellectual property. Trade rules have to be identical and reciprocal. It means they have to be fair, Pompeo says in an interview for this week's edition of AgriPulse Newsmakers. 
There are scores of tools we can use, he said, suggesting restrictions on Chinese access to U.S. capital markets. As important as the Chinese market is to American agriculture, farmers have a lot to lose if the U.S. doesn't get tougher, he says. We spend billions of dollars on research, and they come work in our laboratories and steal the damn stuff. That's un-American. It's naive, Pompeo said. Newsmakers will be available today at agripulse.com. Farm income forecasts masks sector-by-sector impact. USDA has sharply raised its forecast for U.S. farm earnings for the year. But the department says many producers are going to see somewhat lower net income as a result of the soaring cost of fertilizer and other inputs and a drop in government payments. Net cash farm income is now forecast at $168.5 billion in 2022. It's an increase of $22.1 billion or 15.1% over 2021, the highest level since 2012 when adjusted for inflation. But USDA says farms producing corn will see their earnings slip by about 4% this year when adjusted for inflation, while soybean growers will get 10% less. Wheat and cotton growers will see even larger drops in net cash farm income of 36% and 26%, respectfully. The picture in the livestock sector is mixed. Dairy producers will see a whopping 60% increase in net cash income this year, and poultry producers are expected to make 5% more. But earnings are projected to decline 9% for cattle and 3% for hogs. Now keep in mind, many groups are urging Congress to increase funding for Farm Bill commodity programs in 2023 in order to raise the reference prices that trigger payments under programs for grains and oil seeds. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. House Ag Dems fire back. A day after the House Ag Committee's top Republican suggested the panel's workload has been lagging, Majority Democrats fired off a series of tweets laying out what the committee has done. Looking at the 117th Congress as a whole, the committee has had quite a busy schedule, committee Democrats say. The committee has logged 61 hearings and business meetings as well as five farm bill listening sessions. The committee also has moved 17 bills, eight of which have passed the House, Democrats pointed out. Ranking Republican Glenn G.T. Thompson said this week's at this week's Farm Progress show in Iowa that the committee was two and a half years late starting on Farm Bill hearings. By the way, the Cook Political Report believes committee Democrat Abigail Spanberger is in better shape to win re-election in November, moving her race from toss-up to leans Democrat. Spanberger, who represents a district that has been redrawn to include some of Washington's suburbs, chairs the Ag Subcommittee that oversees conservation programs. Spanberger is hitting her GOP opponent hard on the abortion issue. Cook also upgraded Democratic prospects in four other races. Now keep in mind, Republicans are still favored to win control of the House, even though Democrats appear to be on track to cut their losses significantly. Cook rates 214 races in Republicans' favor, 188 in Democrats' favor, and 33 that are toss-ups. Well, here's today's, he said it, I'm a fish squeezer. 
I'm out here studying fish. That Jacob Katz, a scientist with California Trout, describing to Bonnie and other officials his role in restoring floodplains. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, September 2nd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.